Gospel according to Matthew, the 17th chapter. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and his brother John and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And Jesus was transfigured before them. And his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became dazzling bright. Suddenly there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. Then Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will make three dwellings here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While Peter was still speaking, suddenly a bright cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud a voice said, This is my son, the beloved, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell to the ground and were overcome by fear. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Get up and do not be afraid. And when they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus alone. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus ordered them, Tell no one about the vision until after the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. Mountains are sacred places. They're where we encounter God. Even in our last few Sundays, we've stood with a sweeping clear view of the Sermon on the Mount and moving from the Beatitudes and salt and light and the clarity of saying yes to language and conversation that speaks into the promises of God to give life and to be clear when we say a very firm no to the forces that contribute to division and hateful language. This is the mountaintops we are standing on. Mountains are sacred places in our scripture, the site of great fear and great courage and great change. For me, it is striking that the witnesses to this great transfiguration, the dazzling, brilliant revelation of light and life, are both the disciples and the prophets. Mountains are sacred places for Elijah and Moses, and sacred places for us too, as we trace our roots through the Hebrew Bible and build into this great transfiguration of Jesus. In our first reading today, God calls Moses up the mountain of Sinai and receives the covenants of life from God with the Ten Commandments. And it's not uh, Moses' first mountain time moment. On Mount Horeb, Moses also encounters God calling to him within a burning bush, and Moses, in response, hides his face. Elijah, too, is drawn up the Mount of Sinai and finds himself in this cave. And he's invited to stand on the mountain in the presence of God. And there are great and powerful winds that tear through the mountains and shatter rocks. But God is not in the mountain. And earthquakes rumble the ground and fires tear through. But God was not in the earthquake or the fire. After all of the winds and the earthquake and the storm and the fire happens, Jesus, um, Elijah hears a quiet voice, a gentle whisper, and Elijah covers his face and then goes out and stands at the mouth of the cave and God speaks to him. The disciples are the ones that bear this story to us too. Peter, James, and John witness one of the encounters with God, this time in the brilliance revealed before their eyes, with the legacy of prophets and in the rumble of the voice of God that brings them to hide their faces and fall down. These mountaintop places are sacred sites. They're where we encounter God. And they know, the disciples, they know this is a holy moment, 
seeing Jesus burning brightly before their eyes and standing on the mountain like Elijah and Moses have done so many times before. And in this holy moment, in the circle of prophets and the brilliance of Jesus burning brightly, God speaks with words that pour out on Jesus and anoint him. This is my son with whom I'm well pleased. Listen to him. The voice of God, perhaps stronger than a whisper this time, but still with words of love, shake up Peter and James and John, the brother of James, and our followers of Jesus fall face down and they hide their faces. It is not unusual for the disciples in the gospel to be afraid, and it is not unusual for us as the followers of Jesus to be afraid. We hear this phrase repeated over and over and over again, don't be afraid. And really there are so many things to be afraid of, where fear is an appropriate uh, response. And sometimes there are things that threaten our lives that cause real and true harm. And sometimes though, our fear is a reaction to things that we really don't understand. Fear can cause us to fall down, to not confront or look at what it is we are afraid of. And fear can drop us to our knees and cover our eyes. It is part of life to encounter fear. And fear is powerful. And fear can stick us in one place. And on the mountaintop, the voice of God resonant and unmistakable, it is Jesus who moves them out of the fear with a touch of a hand the touch of his hand that heals and blesses and serves in this world, a human empathetic touch. And he says to them, get up. Get up is this draw of Jesus into life, drawing us to look up and see and move with courage, even in the face of things we do not understand. Get up is the transformation from fear into courage. And it's Jesus's touch of his hand, the hand that will break bread and pour out wine and bear the wounds of nails. That is the hand that beckons the disciples and that beckons us to lift our eyes up in courage and get up. I believe we all have a story of a place or a time where we found unexpected courage, when we moved from our reactions of fear and into the world. For me, these times have felt nearly impossible until the only option really is to get up and move with courage. And courage breaks us open with the touch of a hand as followers of Jesus, a willingness to trust and to listen to Jesus, to open our eyes and see things and not hide our faces. And this transition from fear to courage is a holy moment, maybe a moment we might not understand at the time, because these transitions can lead us into places where we recognize the moments where life itself is actually foreshadowed. Sometimes it's hard to hear the voice of God speaking with love, with power to move us out of fear. The touch of the hand of God with us, of Jesus' hands on the disciples, like the touch of the hand of the angel who wakes Elijah up when he is ready to be done with everything, like the touch of feet on holy ground. This is a sacred time that moves us from one revelation, one epiphany, through the voice of God, surrounding us with words of love all along this journey towards the end of the gospel. To have courage is to face the greatest fears, to live with the deepest vulnerability, and to hold on with heart. 
We are going towards another hill. We're going towards a hill that also brings God close to us. But this time, with a cross and with death, and it is life on this hill today that we catch a glimpse of this dazzling transfiguration, foreshadowing the life of Jesus after death a glimpse of Jesus still burning brightly and witnessing a life that ends in life with eyes lifted and hearts open. May we go with courage into this day and this week and into Lent. Amen.